Welcome to Not Your Pastor's Pulpit, the place where ordinary people proclaim an extraordinary Jesus. All right, Brad Polly, coming at you. I am so excited to share this one with everybody, Alex. Anybody who's going into ministry or has been part of ministry needs to hear this story from Brad. He talks about being crushed in ministry. And that being a good thing. Oh my gosh. Blown away. So yes. so redemptive. So just truly amazing. And I, I'm, I'm speechless. Well, after I got done listening to this, I was like, dang, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So for people who don't know, Brad Polly is one of the inglorious pastors. And we actually had them on our podcast on episode 14. That's right. Super fun interview. Really funny guys. And that... I really enjoy their show, but you guys are going to really enjoy this story. So take it away, Brad. A few years ago, I burned out of youth ministry. I had two young kids, and I was running every kid's program in the church from ages birth through college. Uh, Some of you may be able to relate to this. I don't know where you're at. But I was also the worship leader at the church, uh, and I was tired. Uh, It was more than that, though. It was just a weariness that went all the way to my soul. I had nothing left to give, and I had nothing left to teach. I was hollow and empty. And in all of that mess, I lost my faith. I remember at one point uh, when we were losing our house uh, and sort of facing an uncertain future, I remember looking at my wife with tears in my eyes and I said, God hates me. And I meant it with every fiber of my being. I meant that I believed God hated me. And frankly, I hated him too. But out of that, somehow hope was birthed in me. Uh, a stirring to sort of get back into the ministry game. And so a few months later, uh, we hooked up with an organization that plants churches in the Chicago area. Uh, And so we made plans to move from Indiana to the suburbs of Chicago and start a church. And we were absolutely certain that this was going to bear fruit, uh, that a mighty church was going to grow, and that all of the pain that I felt going through my burnout was going to pay off with a successful church in the end. And then it didn't. See, about seven months in, it was obvious that things weren't going well, and I was just beyond stressed. Uh, So one day, I remember I left the house, and I uh, sat down uh, in a small secluded park by the river in our town, and I prayed. And I remember I explained to God that He wasn't holding up His end of the deal in this thing. I was faithful, I got back into the game, and I moved my family to a new state, and I did it for Him. And he was supposed to be sending people my way, and he wasn't doing it. And you want to know what I heard as a response? Let this crush you. That was it. It wasn't an audible voice. It was more of a sort of a repeated refrain in my head. But it certainly wasn't for me, because it sure as hell was the last thing I wanted to hear. Let this crush you. So three months later, we pulled the plug, and that was it. And guess what? It crushed me. I felt betrayed by God. I felt angry. I felt sad. I felt ashamed. But then something weird happened. I survived. 
And not only did I survive, but after a couple of months, I started to feel strangely alive. And it was as if something in me died, but something was being raised to life within me. Stop me if you've heard that pattern somewhere. You know, I can't really explain it, but it's exactly what happened. I felt a joy, a peace, and a freedom that I had never known in my life. The only way I can explain it is sort of use the words of Paul when he speaks of a peace that surpasses all understanding. Because given my circumstances, it made no sense at all to feel the way that I felt. Now, I wish I could tell you that the crushing ended with that church plant failure, but it didn't. Uh, I moved back to Indiana and tried to start another church with uh, my brother Matt and my friend Michael. You may know us as the Inglorious Pastors. We tried to start a church, and that failed too. Uh, Because in life, the crushing never seems to stop. We lose our jobs. The people we love get sick. Things don't turn out like we expected them to. Uh, We don't get the promotion at work. Um, You know, we, people that we love die. Our marriages struggle. Our marriages end. Our kids struggle. And it seems like on every side we find ourselves pressed, bruised, and crushed. But what if we didn't resist that? What if we didn't fight the crushing and instead gave up and just sort of let it crush us? Would we be destroyed Uh, or would we be transformed into something else, something full of life and joy, something life-giving to the world? Because we see this pattern everywhere in the natural world. For the life-giving oil to be extracted from an olive, it must be crushed in an olive press. For wine to exist and to bring joy to a dinner party, the grapes must be crushed in a press to extract the juice. And all this sounds great, Um, But you and I both know that none of this comes easy because everything in us resists the crushing. In fear of the unknown and fear of pain, we scratch and we claw and we fight against the crushing because all we can see coming out of it is our destruction. Our greatest fear is what if we don't survive it? What if we don't come out on the other end with life? Isn't there an easier way? Can't we just sort of slide into life and joy without all the discomfort? And those are key questions, and I want you to know you're not alone in that. You're not alone in that thinking. You're not alone with those questions. Because we see this tension in Jesus himself. Because of the night before he was crucified, we read of him praying in the garden, My Father, if it's possible, may this cup be taken from me. Did you hear it? Did you hear the words? Did you hear what he was really saying there? God, I really, really don't want to be crushed. And if there's another option, now would be a really good time to make that known. But here's the key. He then says this, Yet not as I will, but as you will. Because Jesus knows. Jesus is wise. And in his wisdom, he knows what all of the greatest spiritual teachers the world has known all know. And it's this, that life only comes through death. You see, the way of Jesus is the way of the cross. And we we just cannot escape that fact. Jesus was showing us the prototype of what it looks like to to live a life of being broken and poured out for the world. 
We can't escape the Jesus way, that if we want to live a resurrected life of peace, joy, and freedom, then we have to allow the crushing. And I wonder if so many of us in this country feel lifeless because we've refused the crushing. That when life starts crushing us, we push it down, we buy more stuff, we sing more upbeat worship songs, we listen to more online sermons. Yes, I I see the irony. And instead of walking through the valley of the shadow of death, we spend our lives trying to find ways around it. And you see, I'm not suggesting that we seek out suffering So <laughs> before you mash that order button on Amazon to buy your uh, camel hair shirt and lifetime supply of locusts and honey. Understand this. You don't have to seek out suffering because life will produce plenty of it on its own. Maybe this is what Jesus means when he says, In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I've overcome the world. Because you see, in God's economy, nothing is wasted. Everything gets used, including the crap. One of my favorite writers and theologians, Richard Rohr, he says it this way, Everything belongs. The good, the bad, the stuff we would rather forget... The times when we caused our own suffering through our own stupidity or the times we had suffering inflicted upon us through no fault of our own. It all belongs. All of it. So to follow Christ is to allow ourselves to be crushed in order to produce the oil and wine of life that can bring joy to our lives and joy to the world. And so the question is this. Do we dare trust that process? Maybe the definition of faith is, to, is just this, to trust the process. To trust the process. Do we trust the process of death and life, of crushing leading to the release of the oil of life? Or will we resist it? That's the question. Friends, may you trust the process, and in doing so, may God make great olive oil out of you. Peace. to share a sermon or story about Jesus on Not Your Pastor's Pulpit, you can do so by following three simple guidelines. Keep it short, keep it Jesus, and love others. If you would like to learn more about our submission process, please go to notyourpastorspodcast.com backslash pulpit or listen to episode 26. Until next week, go in peace, my friends. Peace.